and welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product, or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. Welcome to episode 10, five reasons why you're not getting enough new business. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Everybody wants new business, but, um, you know, the competition is up. Um, It's more challenging to find new business. People are telling me it's a lot harder. It's very, very difficult to get in front of uh, new prospects, but we need new business to grow. We can't keep going to our existing customer base, particularly if there happens to be a downturn in the economy because those customers will shrink a little bit. And if you don't have the capability to go outside of your existing accounts and find new business, you're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. So great news for salespeople. We need salespeople. We love salespeople. Nothing happens without salespeople. And we want salespeople to sizzle. That's what our podcast is about here. So today we're going to talk about five pitfalls that limit lead generation and new business growth. And I'll just list them for you and then we'll go into each one individually. Number one, Pressing the easy button. Number two, ineffective prospecting. Number three, the leaky pipeline. Number four, poor planning. And number five, focusing on the deal and not the customer. And hang around to the end, because there's number five, focusing on the deal and not the customer. I'm going to give you a really easy way to generate a huge amount of business. And not very many people are doing this, so stick around till the end. Let's go with the first one, pressing the easy button. What do I I mean by that? Well, We're very blessed in the commercial contracting world in that um, our customers, notably the GCs, post their bids electronically on the bid board. My favourite one being Building Connected. And so, wow, they're showing you where all the business is. So you just got to go in like sheepdogs, right? And you shepherd them into your pen and then put them through your process. And wow, at the other end, out comes a really nice... Um, commercial deal and a project that's going to generate lots of revenue and commission for the salespeople. We love the commissions, more commissions. That's what we want. But here's the thing. All of these bid boards are all about, uh, you know, working on behalf of the general contractor. Uh, you know, if you go on to Building Connected, it, they, they end up pick the GC tab. It says, find the lowest bidder on the fly. It's so easy for them to send the bid out to 10, 15 people and watch everybody do the same kind of thing until we get to the end and they pick the lowest price. It's designed to work against you. It destroys your margins and it minimises the human relationship. And yet this is the pond that everybody's fishing in. Everybody's doing the same thing. Well, you sizzling salespeople don't do that. Sizzling salespeople relish 
technology. We love technology. We use that data, but we are masters of our own universe. So we know that people make emotional decisions and emotions are conveyed through strong relationships and relationships are a function of intimacy. You're not going to have a relationship with somebody if you don't talk to them. So I, I mean, I talk about this a lot in my uh, latest book, The Ultimate Formula for Winning Work with general contractors, stacked with lots of ideas as to how you can tilt the playing field into your favour so that you win more of your bids. Because it took a long time to create those bids. Um, so here's two, just two things for today's podcast, because we've got to get through quite a bit. Number one, um, build uh, relationships with the general co contractors way before the bid goes into the feeding frenzy of the public domain. So you'll be building key relationships, identifying the right people and working your list. And secondly, go and fish in a different pond. Go and fish in the end user pool who don't typically post all of their info on the bid board. It might be a property manager. It might be a building manager. It might be a facilities manager. And, you know, identify, you know, who you want to go after and then start making relationships with those people. So you've got a, an, an almost a non-competitive source of fish to go in with your, with your hook. All right. Let's talk about prospecting, ineffective prospecting. Look, in sales, um, I think there are two sales processes um, in the whole – we can break the whole sales process into two parts. The first part is the getting the first hello. And the second part is hello to close. So most people know what to do in the hello to close. Let's say you've got a bid out there right, the hello's been made, off you go, and you demonstrate your technical prowess and your business acumen to wrestle that deal down. But most of us are very, very poor at getting the first hello. In other words, somebody that doesn't know you, you maybe haven't bought from you before, don't know your company, don't know you, means you've got to reach out to them and make a cold call, heavens above. Now here's so so for the first getting that first hello here's a couple of stats for you. Firstly, 80% of sales are made on the 5th to the 12th contact. Think about that. And secondly, the average salesperson gives up after two attempts. So if most of the sales are 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 made on the 5th to the 12th contact, the chances of you, the average salesperson, making the sale and forming that relationship to a level that you can really bid it in in just two attempts, you're just not going to get there. So it and I, it's hard to cold call people. Nobody likes it. You fear rejection. Yet if you just followed up three or four times, you'd be in the rarefied atmosphere of the rainmakers, and your deals and your wins would skyrocket. Now I get it. I understand the problem. You've got other things to do. You're probably preparing takeoffs. Um, you're probably building estimates. You are. Uh, dealing with change orders. You're probably dealing with um, 
looking at materials. Can you even get can you even get materials to to uh, to do the job right? And so you're chasing those supply chains, making sure that you've got the right price for those. A lot of work goes on. And then you, you, you're having to send, you deal with change orders. You're sending out uh, billing, collecting. You're doing job, job walks. You know, it's very, very uh, time-consuming. And what I've also uh, discovered is that I've done a lot of time studies on salespeople in the commercial contracting space. And for all the reasons that I just cited – only they spend only six percent, less than ten percent of their week prospecting for new business. So it's hard to do those follow-ups, to follow up three and four times when you've got so limited time. And if you don't have a system to prompt you and to remind you to do things, you're going to be in. You're just not going to get around to doing it. And I see a lot of people. They scribble things on their pencil scratches on their desk blotter, or they've got a quick note in their calendar app. Uh, but it's really not rigorous and systematic. So every salesperson and every organisation has to have a basic customer relationship management system or CRM. Not only does it keep your contacts in one place, it reminds you to follow up with them and it can also provide a very good transparency into your pipeline so that you know whether you've got enough business and where your business might be falling off, step one, step two, step three, and gives you intel on how you can improve. So if you don't have a CRM, you need to get one. Um, I, you know, I moved to the US 24 years ago, and the first thing I did was I went out and bought, um, at the time, the only pretty much the only customer database was a piece of software called ACT. And I would copiously keep the notes of my conversations with my prospects. And when I called them back, sometimes it was, you know, call me back next year, call me back next quarter, call me back in five weeks. I would recount what I'd learned in the first meeting. And they were literally astonished that I remembered all of this information, and it made me stand out. And I still have all of those contact records from 24 years ago, and uh, they still still serve me uh, to this day. So make sure you've got a, a customer relationship management system. If you don't have one, talk to me, I can help. And then secondly, last week, the podcast was called Eliminating Phone Call Phobia. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but go go and listen to that show again. And in it, it tells you to make it a discipline to make five phone calls to new prospects every day. If you do that, you'll become the fear of making the call will go away. It will become a discipline and you will reach many, many, many more people. Because if people don't know who you are, they can't buy your product or your service. So go and make those phone calls, make it a discipline. Go and listen to last week's podcast on eliminating phone call phobia. Next one, the leaky pipeline. Okay, so we've now gotten past the first hello and we're in the hello to close sales process. They know who you are. Uh, they've invited you to bid and you've elected to go after it because you feel you've got a fighting chance. But here's the thing. 
those bids leak out of that pipeline. It's like a leaky bucket and you need to make sure that those leaks are stemmed. And those leaks are stemmed by the F word, follow up. So most of those bids are going to be competitive, right? We've talked about that. Uh, and 90% of salespeople, in part because they're busy, in part because they're not following a discipline, but they put those bids in, they spend hours preparing those bids, they throw them into the a bid board, and then they wait to see whether they've won or not. They wait for the GC to tell them whether they won the deal or not. Look, it's not the GC's job to run the sales campaign. That's your job, the salesperson. The GC's job is to get the best quote that mitigates their risk for the best price. And if you don't get involved, right, you're just going to be a number and you don't want to be a number. Again, in the book, I talk about this. You can double your win rate by doing some very, very simple things. Once you've spent all of that effort getting past the first hello, you're into the hello to close. Don't mess it up. Put some effort in. And here are two simple things on today's podcast that you can do that will have a material improvement on your win rate. Firstly, when do you, as the salesperson, have the most leverage on a deal with a contract or even with an end user? Well, right at the very, very beginning. I mean, a general contractor is asking, is, is telling you, listen, I can't guarantee that you're going to win this work. In fact, I have to at least have three bids that I'm going to um, deliver to the owner. So you've only got a one in three chance. You can't even guarantee you're going to win. And I know it's going to take you a lot of effort. And Oh, by the way, you know, we've, we, we, we find it hard to, to hire lots of people and we've got some very junior people and we need you to look through all those drawings and find all those errors and help us put together those takeoffs and tell us about what should be in it. We need you to be the experts because we don't have any. And that costs time and money. And so they recognise that. And so they're prepared to talk to you at the beginning because they're selling you to participate in that process. So here's your opportunity to ask them questions about what's important to them. What do they favour? What have been some of their greatest experiences? What does success look like? What are they worried about the most? And that will enable you to tailor your bids. And those needs that you're probing for there are not written down in the electronic documentation. It doesn't say, I worry about my promotion in the electronic bid. But if you start talking to that bid manager or project manager, they want to look professional. They want to do a good job. And if you can assure them that you're the person to stake their career on this complex project and installation, you're going to get, you're going to get the work. So, so pick up the phone and talk to them before you even start putting the bid together. Now, when you, when you put the bid together, obviously you're going to submit it. Do not email the bid. Don't do it. Call the bid manager. Call the project manager. Say, hey, I'd like to take you through this bid. And they might say, oh, I don't have time. No, it's important. I've got to take you through it. And that opportunity then allows you to convey with emotion why you feel your bid is best suited, right? And people make decisions based on emotion and they post justify it with logic. 
So submitting an electronic, perfectly logical, detailed technical spec isn't going to win. What wins is the feeling that they have about you, your company, and your bid. And you can only convey that through conversation, through relationships, through video calls, personal calls, telephone calls. Don't don't just rely on electronic communication. So those two things, number one, don't submit a bid before you talk to the bid manager or project manager. And two, when you do submit a bid, you present it in person. Here's the third thing, poor planning. Somebody once told me there were five Ps. Poor planning means piss poor performance. If, if, if you, or or uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. And I'm, I'm staggered in, in working with, you know, commercial salespeople in that I asked them to show me their sales plan, a written sales plan. They don't have one. Very few people write down their sales plan. And we know all the studies that when you write things down, when you write your goals and objectives down, your chances of achieving them are much, much higher than if you didn't, number one. All right. Number two, the thought process of who I'm going to target, who I'm going after, who is my ideal customer, what have I learned from all the bids that I've done to date? Well, I win. I tend to win in this segment, but I don't win in that segment. Well, your plan should be to do more in the segment that you're winning and less in the one that you're not winning in. So we need to have a plan. So what I would do would be to identify five of your target GCs and, and name the individuals, the executives, the bid managers that you want or estimators there to, to you want to work with. Find out about them. Call them even before a bid comes out. Let them know who you are. And when a bid does come out, they know your name and they know that you care. I would also identify one, at least one end user segment. So look through your past history. Where have you done well? It might be in multifamily. It might be in, um, you know, assisted living. It might be commercial property managers. And, and, and focus on that and build a plan around that. So you must have a plan if you're going to be effective. And then the last one I've saved for you is focusing on the deal and not the lifetime customer. So we salespeople, we're predators. We love the thrill of the chase. But, you know, once we have wrestled our prey to the ground, we'll often lose interest. You know, we got the deal. Yes, we'll deal with some of the, you know, I've got to get involved a little bit in terms of, you know, change management, et cetera. But I've got other people that can help with that. I'm, I'm looking for the next, I'm looking for the next car to chase, you know, the, next, the next deal. And that level of thinking will only yield at best one deal. Because if you think about it, I'm in the competitive space, you know, I'm going to win one in three. And, and so if I win one in three, Okay, I'll get I'll get one. But instead of thinking about how do I turn that one deal into many deals, think about that customer as a lifetime value. They're going to be with you for years and years and years. And you could sell multiple deals over those years if you treat them well. They have a great experience. You stay close with them. You ask them how they are, even when the project's finished, when the installation is done, you're always checking up on them and they know who you are and you follow up regularly. And so that 
customer is an asset that needs to be nurtured. You need a discipline, a system, a process to keep those existing customers aware of you, engaged with you. So recently I was I was working with a a commercial contractor helping them build their lead generation system and and in the one area and why I saved this to the last that would yield very very rapid revenue enhancement is reawakening past customer relationships and just going to them and say hey how are you haven't spoken to you for for a while hope you're well hey let me tell you a little bit about what we've been up to lately oh by the way we we we've now got these additional products in our portfolio right in, and you and you educate them but but that that sometimes is elusive. I talk, So I was with this commercial contractor. They'd been in business for 15 years, and I said, okay, easy money. Go after past customers and make an offer. And then an embarrassed silence ensued. And it turns out, hey, Mick, yeah, we've got the billing address and some of that, but we've, we don't really know who the bid manager was or the end user or the owner we don't really have that detail. It's hard to get to. So here's, um, that's not acceptable, right? So you, again, you need you need a system, and I, I mentioned earlier, you need your client relationship management system, where you put your contacts in. I mean, the contacts are not something you keep in a personal rolodex on your desk. They are corporate assets that need to be nurtured systematically. So here's what you need to do. Number one, make a list of your past customers. Now, you, you've, you've had meetings with them in the past. Dig through your calendars. You've got addresses, information. Go into your phones. Check your phone logs. Get the best telephone number. Find a mobile number, whatever it is. Sit with your admin, your contract admin. Get those numbers. Um, talk to your project team. Talk to your installers. Who were we dealing with? Who was the main person? What was her name? Where is she now? What's her contact info? And create the best list. If it's just 20 or 30 or 50 or 100, it's better than nothing. So that's the first thing. Create the list. You can do it. You have that information. You're just going to need to do, do a little bit of uh, detective work to build it. Secondly, you know, create a simple promotion. We've got a new offer. We might offer some cleaning with our service or we might offer this uh, as part of our installation. Third, create a simple landing page where you talk about that offer. And number four, write four or five simple emails and load them into your client relationship management system with any email system. You should have one. If you don't have one, again, talk to me. So that those four or five emails can be sent out. They can be dripped out. First one might say, hey, how are you? We miss you. We're still in business. Oh, by the way, we're celebrating 35 years. Next one, hey, you still need a new, whatever it might be, HVAC system. It's been Five or six years since we've spoken. How's it going? Uh, next email. We have an offer on um, HVAC systems. Check it out. And then send the offer again. Hey, I don't know if you saw our offer, but we've got this little special and click on here and uh, we can get in touch with you and give you a little bit more information. Then you then you send those emails out, you drip them out and you follow up on these the, the emails. You can see whether they've clicked them or you can just call them up. You might 
pet subject, you know, make those phone calls, follow up, and you will get a stream of, it will surprise you, the, the, the revenue that can come in through that. But you do need a disciplined way to keep those people in the fold. Okay, so those were the, those were the five um, main reasons I see that your lead generation and new business growth is limited. Number one, um, you know, re relying on the uh, bid boards too much and pressing the e easy button. Two, not following up enough. Your, your prospecting is not if, if effective enough, particularly the, in the getting to the hello phase. Thirdly, make sure that you have to use spent all that money putting bids into your pipeline. Don't let them leak out through poor follow-up. Make sure that you plan and you're, you're attacking the segments that you know you can win. And lastly, focus on building lifetime customers. Treat them as assets and have them in a disciplined system. And go and attack those past customers because that's where you'll find a surprising amount of work. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, please, if you enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect. Let us know. Put some comments in there. That would be fantastic. And if you want more show notes and review some of the other episodes, please go to sellthesizzle.net. That's sellthesizzle.net. See you next week. 